On episode 23 of Run, Jump, Stomp, is it a master thief or a vigilante hero? Valve's index breaks the bank. Earthworm Jim is an exclusive, but to where? Those stories and more on this episode of Run, Jump, Stomp. Stick around. everybody it is run jump stomp it is your thoughts on gaming if you want to get run jump stomp and my other podcasts ad free that means zero ads throughout the whole show it's super easy to do just head on over to patreon.com slash run jump stomp um so let's make sure that you head on over there and if you want to join then join you can also become a youtube member or a twitch subscriber or any other uh, ways that you can support the show Uh, So let's jump in with the very first story for uh, this podcast today, and that is one all about emulation. Come back here, you overgrown fuckball! That's our Donkey Kong! So there's this game called Aka Ar, which is basically, um, it's an old arcade game, a really, really old arcade game. And it's very, very rare. In fact, it is one of the most rare arcade games that exists. I think that there's only five in the world, uh, but they have been kind of hoarded by collectors. And uh, people have been asking for a really long time, can you hook this up to a ROM ripper and dump the ROM online so that we can have access to it? And... Basically, uh, the the game, also known as Target Outpost, has never been released online for uh, for consumption by emulators or anything like that. The game started back in 1982. It was by uh, Dave Ralston of Atari and Mike Haley of Atari. Uh, They all ended up going on to work on other games like Missile Command and things like that. Uh, But... Uh, Aka R, also known as Target Outpost, is kind of like Missile Command, and it is now available in MAME. Now, how could this happen? I'm looking at a cat who's trying to eat some cardboard. Knock it off, cat. Uh, How could this happen? Well, it's surprising because the game is... uh, This cat is very distracting. I'm going to actually let the cat out, so sorry. Be right back. I know I shouldn't have, I should, I should have taken care of that ahead of time. Sorry about that. Um, there, there's a, there's only a few, uh, of these games out there. Three. In fact, there's three Aka R games that exist. Okay. And collectors have all three of them and somebody snuck in to one of the collector's places where they keep this thing and they copied the ROM off of the arcade board without permission. Now, first off, there's an owner who says that they think that it was some tech who was working in their house. 
this is a pretty involved process. It's not something that you can do super easily. So the idea of somebody sneaking in and doing it, um, that, that's I don't know if that makes sense to me. I don't know if that's likely. What's more likely is that the other two people who own the the other versions of Aka are, uh, they, maybe one of them has leaked it and is being quiet because that's, I guess it's technically illegal to upload it to the internet once you, once you leak it. So where it came from is not super important. What is super important, however, is do we think that the person who did leak this online so it can now be played on MAME, uh, are they a hero or are they a thief? And I'm going to leave this question up to you guys. Are they a hero or a thief? So there's a lot of ways that you can get a hold of me. Get a hold of me. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can comment down below and let me know that way. Uh, you can get a hold of me on Twitter at RunJumpStomp. Just use the hashtag RJSPOD. The reason for that is because I have multiple shows and it makes it easier for me to sort by what uh, what podcast it is that you're talking to. Um but let me know what you guys think. You can also use the Anchor app. Let me grab my phone real quick. The Anchor app is really, really easy to use in order to uh, to make a comment. All you got to do is go to the App Store, download the Anchor app, and then once you've got the Anchor app open, under Listen, under Listen, you're going to find um, my podcast, Run, Jump, Stomp. There it is right there. And then all you got to do is hit this button right up here, the voice message button. Where is my... The voice message button right there. Hit the voice message button. Hold the phone up to your ear like you're making a phone call and leave a message. Let me know if you think this person is a hero or a thief or both. I'm not sure. And uh, I'm I'm very interested in what you guys think of that. Uh, Deus in chat says, I think they mad good for people, but heroes, not heroes, but they did a good thing. All right. That makes sense. Uh, let's move on to a story all about Valve's index, and it breaks the bank. Super Mario, one, two, and three. There's power in numbers. Nintendo, now you're playing with power. Each game sold separately. I, I've been really kind of craving a VR system for a very long time. Um, I don't really have... Well, I may have a PC that's capable of it now. I've got an i7 processor. I've got a 2060 graphics card. Um, so I think I could probably... And I've got plenty of RAM. I could probably run a, a, a VR system off of my computer. But, you know, that's a lot of work uh, to get everything hooked up the right way. I would very much prefer one of those, like, all-in-one built systems. I've never tried VR outside of Nintendo Labo. That's the only VR that I've ever tried. And I, I you know, I've considered picking up um, VR for my PlayStation 4. I got a PS4 Pro. Uh, again, I saw the wiring and I was like, I don't know if I want those wires all over the place in here. Um, so I was, when, when Valve said that they were going to announce their own VR, I got very interested. Now, the reason I got interested is because Valve currently, I mean, there's some people out there who would say, well, wait a second, doesn't Valve already have uh, their own VR? And the answer is kind of. They kind of have their own VR, but not 
quite. Um, Valve hired HTC to make the HTC Vive, if I'm if I'm calling it right. They they hired HTC to make the HTC Vive, and Vive is their VR system. However, it's not made by Valve. Uh, I am a huge fan of Valve's hardware that they have had so far. Number one, their Steam controller. I love their Steam controller. In, in fact, it's probably my second favorite controller ever. My first favorite being the Nintendo Switch Pro controller. Although, honestly, if I could take um, certain things from different controllers and put them together in a weird amalgamation, it would probably be a combination of the PS4 controller, the Nintendo Switch Pro controller, the Xbox One controller, and the uh, the the Steam controller. Like, I would combine stuff from all of them to make my perfect controller. But the, the Steam controller is a fantastic um, little piece of, piece of uh, equipment. And I also am a big fan of the Steam Link. I have two Steam Links in my house, and they, they work very, very well. Now, I don't play PC games very often, but I'm a fan of... of playing games with controllers and that's really the reason I don't play PC games very often and that's another reason why I like the the uh, Steam controller so much it allows me to play games that are generally meant for mouse and keyboard which for me since breaking my elbow a few years a few years back has become very very painful to use mouse and keyboard for any extended length of time um so I like Valve's hardware. I think that they do a very, very good job with hardware. So when they announced that they were going to be bringing out the Valve Index, a new VR kit, I was like, oh, very interesting. You have piqued my attention, good sir, Mr. Gaben. Uh, how much will it cost? Well, we've got we've got the uh <laughs> we've got the price. And the price the price is not great. It's a thousand dollars. A thousand. And in it, like you might hear that and think, okay, well, maybe it's really, really high quality and it doesn't need a computer, which would be fantastic because I do not want a wire attached to this thing. I don't want a wire attached to a VR headset when I can't see what I'm doing and I might trip over that wire. You know what I mean? Um, so I. I looked at this and I was like, okay, well, $1,000, maybe it doesn't need a PC and it's got everything that it needs in it and it's super powerful. Like, that would be really nice. No, that's not the case. It needs a PC, okay? This thing is really, really expensive and this is not what you want to do, Valve. You do not want to try and... This isn't how you're going to grow the VR market. You have to get, you have to get cheaper, you have to get cheaper. Yes, have a high-end version, but when you release the high-end version, also release a low-end version, a $150 one that, that I I don't know, $1,000 is insane to me. So what do you get for $1,000? Okay, you get some pretty hand, some pretty nice stuff. Uh, the, the refresh rate on this is very, very important. Okay, refresh rate on VR is probably the most important stat that there is. What do you need? Well, for instance, for to, I think that you have to hit um, 
120. No, no. I think you have to hit 60 frames per second in order to keep people from feeling sick. And the reason for this is, is when you turn your head, you need the game to react in a realistic way. Otherwise, when you turn your head, the game turns afterwards. So I turn my head and then the game turns afterwards. That's bad. That's going to give you, uh, that's going to make people nauseous. They're not going to be able to play for very long. And for something that costs $1,000, you want to be able to use it for an extended period of time. You want to get a lot of use out of this thing. Okay. So what do you get for Valve's, uh, I keep forgetting the index, the Valve's index. It's got a refresh rate of 120 hertz. Okay. Um, that's really, really high. And it uses two. 1440 by 1600 LCDs. That is a very, very high resolution. Okay. If, if you are looking at, at getting into VR and you've got unlimited money and by unlimited money, I mean buckets of cash, then this seems to be the way to go. But most people aren't going to spend a thousand dollars on a headset. That's just crazy talk. This is not how you grow the market. If you want to grow the market, you have to get cheaper. Here's the reason. People people want to try VR. They do. But you have to make it low enough price that they will be willing to buy it sight unseen. For me, I'm just going to talk about myself and maybe I'm wrong, but I'm just going to talk about myself and maybe this appeals that this uh applies to you as well. Maybe it doesn't. Okay. I go into a store and they've got a VR headset there and I'm like, Oh, I'm not going to put that thing on my face. Have you ever looked at a video game controller that you find in a, in a, in a store? Those things are disgusting. Absolutely gross, right? They're nasty. They got boogers on them. There's some slime all over them. If you think that I'm going to take something that has been sitting in a store where people are putting it on their heads all day long, like this sweaty thing on their heads. I don't know who put that thing on before me. I'm not going to put that on my head. There's no way in hell that's happening. So I'm not going to try VR in a store. And because I'm not going to try VR in a store, I'm probably not going to buy it unless it's so cheap that I can say, well, even if it sucks, it's really not a problem. So... Look, I've I've tried VR in the Switch, and it's fine, I guess. No, it's not great. It, it was a fun little experiment. My my son, my wife, and I, we all had fun shooting the, the blaster on the Nintendo Switch. That was cool, I guess. It didn't really hold my attention because it wasn't a real game. And, you know, don't at me. I, I know that it is a real game, but it's not the kind of game that I'm actually looking for. I'm looking for a game that is an experience that I can't find anywhere else that is more prolonged, maybe with a story uh, or things to do other than just shoot things over and over, if that makes sense. So I've tried that out and that made me say, oh, I would really like to try a a headset. But to go from $40 for the Nintendo Labo to the insane prices that all of the other ones have. And and trust me, I understand these things, 
this is early days. It's hard for them to to get these things uh, made at a cheaper cost. And because of that, the costs are going to be expensive. But in order to grow the market, you have to, have to get cheaper VR out there. If you don't get cheaper VR out there, the people like me who have never tried real VR are never going to buy it because we have not had the experience of, oh my God, this is amazing. I wonder what the $1,000 headset is like. Does that make sense? I hope it makes sense. Uh, so you, you got to get a lower price point. And for VR to take off, you have to have a killer app. Now, for, for me, just from what I've seen, the killer app for VR is a game like Beat Saber. You can't really have that experience without playing VR. That looks super cool. If you've never heard of Beat Saber... Uh, it's this weird game where you have a lightsaber in each hand, and I want you to think of Guitar Hero, but instead of things coming down, like the the notes coming down the uh, the the guitar fretboard at you, what instead happens is that they come towards you in 3D space, and you have to cut the beats, not the notes, but the beats in half with your lightsaber. Uh, and you got to match them with the correct color and cut them the, the the correct direction. Every time I've seen somebody play this thing, I've been like, oh my God, I have got to try that. But it's just too expensive. So Valve, I love your hardware. I think it's super cool. And I got to say, this VR kit looks fantastic. Like this looks really, really good. But... It's $1,000. And on top of that $1,000, you also need to have a computer with a dual-core CPU, 8 gigs of RAM, a GeForce GTX 970, or an AMD RX 480 in order to use the, the, the index. And even if you have that index and you have those minimum specs, this thing is going to be kind of garbage. It's not going to be great. It's going to be pretty bad, I think. Um, now... If you're one of the people who jumped in early and you bought the HTC Vive and you want to upgrade to this, you don't have to buy all of the stuff. Uh, this comes with the headset. Uh, what are the, the the two little base stations, which I think are the things that sense which direction you're looking. Uh, and it comes with a controller for each hand. If you have the HTC Vive, you already have most of that stuff and you can get the headset by itself for $750. Again, way too expensive, but I I don't know. I can't see myself ever buying something that is a thousand dollars in addition to a computer. And even if you have the minimum specs, it's just not going to be a very good, a very good experience. At least I don't think it will be. All right, let's move on. So back in the day, I had a game on, I think it was the Sega Genesis. I had both this, the Super Nintendo and the Genesis at one point or another. Like, I traded in one for the other, and I can't remember which one I had this game on. Uh, but Earthworm Jim is a game that I had when I was a kid. and Or I think maybe my brother had it. One of us had it, and we played it a bunch. Um, Earthworm Jim was this really, really cool side-scroller where you were moving from left to right, of course, and you were an extremely muscular earthworm. 
you had a gun which you could shoot and you could use your head to like launch your head at stuff wrap it around and then swing forward uh it kind of if you ever played the genesis version of aladdin it it kind of felt like that but with shooting and a lot more humor the game was very very funny um earthworm jim got a sequel which i never played and it's about to get another sequel uh this sequel however has a pretty big catch now you might be thinking okay that sounds cool what systems is it going to be for oh maybe it'll be on pc or maybe it'll be on nintendo switch or ps4 or xbox one and if you you, like bill you just named all of the places that it could be oh wait a second it's not those places because otherwise bill wouldn't be talking about it maybe it's on mobile maybe you're going to use your phone to play earthworm jim do you guys think that's the case that's not the case either so hold on hold on a sec you're saying that we've got a new earthworm jim coming it's not on the pc it's not on the Switch, it's not on the PS4, it's not on the Xbox, it's not on mobile. Where the hell are you going to play this game? Well, you're going to play it on the Intellivision Amico. And it's exclusive. Let's let that sink in for just a second. An Intellivision Amico exclusive. Now, I know that there's probably people out there that are saying, hang on a sec, I don't, What? what is the Intellivision Amico. The Intellivision Amico is this really weird announcement that happened last year. Uh, Intellivision is making a new console. Now, I remember back in the days, like I was a kid, we had an Intellivision. Um, it had those those weird phone number pads, and it had a bunch of games on, uh, that you could play. And I think, if I remember right, if I'm remembering the right console, it had like these uh, weird colored plastic things that you would put up to the TV screen and that they would glue to the TV through the static electricity. And uh, you you could play your games on there. Well, last year, the Intellivision Amico was announced, which is basically an Intellivision with these two wireless controllers that look like cell phones with a little, uh, with a little uh, dial on them. And this thing is going to have HDMI out. It's going to have Wi-Fi. Uh, it's got, um, I, th- I think one of the selling points of this thing, which was really, really weird, uh, is the the wireless Bluetooth controllers, which have a touch screen on them. And then the weird disc, which is up, down, left, right. Very, very strange. Uh, the controllers also have gyroscope in them, and they've got, you know, rumble, which is kind of cool. Uh, They've got a speaker and they've got a microphone, uh, but that's not what the real uh, selling point is. The real selling point is the way that the games work, okay? The software, all of the games, every game on the Intellivision Amico is a console exclusive. Every game on the Intellivision Amico is uh, E10, all right? It's rated E. This is a family system the games are priced between two and eight dollars and they will feature no dlc you buy the game you have the game and that's it now there are things about this that i think are really really cool and there are things about this that i think are kind of weird i really wish that the system didn't 
I wish that it didn't have uh, only exclusives. Because now, if you want to play Earthworm Jim, the only place is going to be uh, that that you can play it is on the Intellivision Amico. Uh, Deus in chat is saying Jim is a normal worm who got a superhero spacesuit. I'm sorry, I forgot. I'm I'm an old man and I can't remember things. Thank you very much for the correction. I appreciate that. Uh, so that's the Intellivision Amico. That thing is going to come out and it's going to be, I think it was $129, $279 if I'm remembering correctly. Um, but we haven't had Earthworm Jim since 1995. And now it's coming and it's not going to be on every system. It's only going to be on the Amico. And I'm very, very curious if you guys are excited for this or not. There is a live 20-minute streaming event that is going to take place this Saturday on May 4th at noon Pacific, uh, showcasing the first design meeting with the original team. And they're going to be talking about what their plan is with people who are watching. So if you want to check that out, um, you know, it doesn't say in this article where you can find it, but I'm sure that if you go to the Intellivision Amico's website that you can, uh, you can find out more information there. So again, this is Run, Jump, Stomp. This is your thoughts on games. How do you feel about the Intellivision Amico? I, I know I didn't really talk about this in the past, um, but... I'm I'm curious as to how you guys feel about this this console and how do you feel about Earthworm Jim being a console exclusive. Words can't describe the endless challenge of Super Mario World, so we let the players do the talking. Oh, I forgot. This one's really long. I'm going to cut this one off. I really need to remove that sound effect from my list of... Uh, of uh, video game sound effects to put between stories on this. So I'll work on that next time. Okay. The big story for today, the really big story for today that I honestly probably should have uh, led with, but it was the, it just came out a few, uh, like an hour ago. Uh, But the big story for today is that Epic, we've been talking about Epic a lot on this podcast because they are doing exclusives. And last episode, I talked about how, um, the lead guy over at Epic, whose name I am forgetting now for some reason, uh, he said that uh, if if uh, Valve agreed to pay the video game publishers more than they do, I think they said 88%, that they would stop buying up exclusives and trying to force Valve's hand. Well... They bought another exclusive. Valve didn't blink. Valve has not decided to do 88% uh, market share. Um, I'm sorry, rev share with their um, with the people who are selling games on their platform. Uh, but Epic just made another huge, huge purchase. All right, uh, for to a game that I love. I love this game. All right, it's the sequel. This game is a sequel. The original had a horrible title. All right, the horrible title was. Supersonic Acrobatic Rocket-Powered Battle Cars, okay? And the sequel to that is Rocket League. Rocket League is a massive game. Now, why is this a big deal? This is a big deal because this game is currently in the Steam store. If, In fact, that's how I got it. I bought my Steam controller, which you can see on the shelf or on the wall back there. 
I bought my Steam controller and it came with Rocket League for free. I probably wouldn't have bought Rocket League otherwise, but uh, I ended up trying it out. Uh, and it's because I don't like most driving games. I like Mario Kart. Like, that's the kind of driving game that I like. And I don't like sports games. So, like, those are two strikes against Rocket League. And I said, I'm not even going to bother. But I got it for free. So I decided I'd install it and try it out. And, oh, my God, that game is fantastic. It's so good. It's so damn good. If you don't have Rocket League, buy it now on whichever platform you can. I have bought it. Well, I got it for free once, and then I bought it on the Nintendo Switch. It's a great game, uh, and it's definitely something you should check out. It's soccer, but with cars that can fly. And if that sounds stupid, it is, and it's awesome. Okay? I don't even know why I'm telling you guys this. You already know what Rocket League is. Everybody does. Uh, But Rocket League... Uh, their developers, Psyonix, uh, they were just purchased by Epic. All right. Epic Games, who has been trying to bully their way into the PC market for uh, the past couple of months, has just uh, purchased Psyonix, and they are strongly hinting that they will no longer be selling the game on Steam once the game comes to the Epic Gaming Store. It says right here, uh, the PC version of Rocket League will come to the Epic Games Store in late 2019. In the meantime, it will continue to be available for purchase on Steam. Thereafter, it will continue to be supported on Steam for all existing purchasers. I don't think that's so much of a hint, but it is a, yeah, we're not going to be bringing this, we're not going to be selling this on Steam anymore. I don't know how I feel about this. Like, I can understand... Um, I can understand Epic Games buying, um, buying a game or buying the rights for a PC exclusive, uh, from a new game that's coming out, but for a game that's been on the Steam store for that long, that's pretty surprising. Now it's not all doom and gloom though. And why isn't it doom and gloom? Well, because Psyonix and Epic, they've both been kind of fighting the good fight against PlayStation uh, to get PlayStation to open up and allow um, cross-platform play. And Rocket League and and Fortnite have been instrumental to that effort. And it's it you know PlayStation finally caved and they allowed both of those games to have cross-play, which is fantastic. You want to be able to play with your friends wherever. Because they have that history of crossplay being okay with them, then I feel like the idea behind this is okay. I- I'm okay with this only because I believe that I'll still be able to play with people who are like, if I decide to play it on Steam, I'll be able to play with people who buy it on Epic. I'll be able to play with people who buy it on Nintendo Switch. I'll be able to p- play with people who buy it on Xbox and Nintendo Switch and, I don't know, maybe the Intellivision Amico. Oh, no, no, no. That game, that system only has exclusives. Um, I, I feel like we'll still be able to play with our friends no matter where our friends already have the game, which I think is important when you're talking about a game that is going to be coming to the Epic Games Store, and no longer being sold on Steam. Because if I were somebody 
who didn't have the game and I was considering getting it. And then I found out that it's an exclusive on the Epic Games store, but all my friends had it on Steam and there was no cross-play support. I would say, well, I'm not going to buy that game. This is a game that is definitely an online first game. This is a game you do not play. I mean, yeah, you can play against bots if you want, but God, who wants to do that for more than five minutes? Uh, So this is a game you want to be playing online all the time, and you don't want to be separated from your friends. So while I, I still don't like what Epic is doing here, buying those exclusives up and stopping them from being sold on uh, on Steam as long as this as long as Rocket League is still able to be played cross platform with everybody then at the end of the day I don't think it's as big of a deal as people are going to make about it and let me tell you what people are going to make a huge deal about this this is going to be a big deal in the news and it's going to uh, come out uh, like this is what people are going to be talking about for the rest of the week in in the video games industry. People are going to be complaining about this a lot. So Epic scored a goal with this. Uh, it, it's going to be very controversial, but as far as money wise, that's a pretty big deal. What it, what what, it, what could possibly be good about this? Well, Epic has ridiculous pockets. The, the Fortnite is making them so much. Did I just call it the Fortnite? I did. I think I'm really old. Uh, Fortnite is making them ridiculous amounts of money. Just buckets of cash everywhere, flying out of their ears. I mean, it, they're making so much money right now, they probably each already have Valve indexes, uh, one for their car, one for their bicycle, one for when they're on their treadmill, one for, like, they got lots of money over there. Uh and they're using that money to buy up the exclusives. But what can they use the money for? They can use it to support Rocket League. Rocket League uh, can, can now probably have some pretty good esports tournaments that, that will happen. Uh, and I know that they already have some. But if the prizes grow, the popularity of the game is going to grow. Uh, that just goes without a doubt. So that's one good thing that can come from Epic buying Psyonix. Um, I'm very curious what you guys think. Is this upsetting to you? Does this tick you off? Or do you think, all right, yeah, stick it to Steam because we don't like them. I don't know. I want to know what you guys think. So let me know. Uh, let's switch over to feedback. Oh, the new Atari 7800. We reinvented the video game. Smash Block Games tweeted at me, and you can do the same at RunJumpStump. Use the hashtag RJSPOD. Uh, they, they tweeted at me. They said, console wars are heating up. But is there a sub-battle between 4K and retro games? There's an amazing resurgence in 16-bit style games and new retro consoles. Uh, Switch plays both sides very well. Sony, Xbox, and Stadia have new ideas. Now the Intellivision Amico offers a retro game paradise. Uh, Okay, so is there a console war between 4K and retro games? And I would say no. I don't think so. I think that there's certainly room in the market for both. Would I say that there's room in the market for another console to compete with Xbox and PlayStation? Probably not. Uh, And I don't think that the Switch really competes with them. That's more of a tertiary kind of thing. But 
when you're talking about 4K, you're talking about the main consoles and probably Stadia. And by the way, if you didn't know, I've got a podcast all about Stadia. You can check it out. It's called StadiaCast. Um, what was it? I got distracted and I saw a shiny thing and I don't remember what I was saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the Stadia and uh, Xbox and PlayStation, they're going to be going for 4K stuff. But I still think that there's plenty of room in the market for things like the NES Classic, the Super Nintendo Classic, the PlayStation Classic, even though it was panned, and the upcoming Genesis Classic. I look forward to the announcement of a TurboGrafx-16 Classic, an N64 Classic, a Game Boy Classic, a Dreamcast Classic, um, you know, a whatever Classic. And then we've got the ridiculous Capcom Arcade Stick Classic that costs 260 bucks. Uh, I don't think that there is a war between those two things because I think that the market, those are two different markets. And yes, there is a lot of overlap between the, those two markets, but I don't think that those two markets are exclusive, if that makes sense. All right, it's time for us to get out of here. Thank you so much for listening to Run Jump Stomp. Again, uh, tweet at us at Run Jump Stomp. Use that Anchor app and call and leave a voicemail or come and watch live. Uh, I think that I'm going to be streaming Run Jump Stomp on YouTube when I record it. I'm not sure. Uh, but, you know, you can follow me over on YouTube at run, um, youtube.com slash Run Jump Stomp on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Run Jump Stomp. And if you want to check out my other shows, go to runjumpstomp.com slash shows. Uh, one last time, if you want to support the show, there's millions of ways to do it. Make sure that you check out all that stuff over at runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. I will see you guys all soon. Uh, this music that is about to play right now is some fantastic music, which I have forgotten the name of. I think it is, um, Through a Cardboard World by Tony Lays. I'll see you guys around. Bye-bye. Well, that was the wrong button.